Sports Talk with Craig and John brought to you by Dust Texts. Dust Text customizes entry mats. Dust Text. We play clean.com. It's springy. Hi, guys. We're going on a national bikini tour. It's flingy. And we're looking for two oil boys who can grease us up before each competition. It's all you need to know about spring football for the Huskers. Juggle! The Hawkeyes. They're not going to get him. Punt return. Touchdown, Iowa. And those gophers and their wackadoo new coach. Man, we got a date. That date is with Destiny. Let's go pick her up. Time for a spring fling. Oh, that sounds naughty. On Sports Talk with Craig and John on 98.1 FM, 1230 AM, Sports Radio KWSN. the Brookings to talk Jackrabbits, Vermilion for the Yotes, over to 69th and Cliff for the University of Sioux Falls Cougars, and 37th and Grange for Augustana, Iowa City for the Hawkeyes, Ames for the Cyclones, and the Twin Cities for the Gophers, but we go to where it matters the most, Lincoln, Nebraska. You talk about a place that's going to be hit the hardest for not having a spring game, uh, this would be the undisputed winner. And Sam McEwen has covered Husker football for the Omaha World Herald for almost a decade. He's been covering Husker football, period, for over 20 years. And he joins us on at the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line. I mean, it's a weird world. It's great to have you, as always, Sam. It's a weird world we're all living in. But this time of year, especially for you and uh, for Nebraska football, which feeds a state full of hungry fans. Um, you know, what's, what's it been like for you? Well, it's different. You know, this would have been spring football season, and people would have been talking about guys making moving camps. John, you know all about that. I mean, you, yeah. you've lived it your whole life. The obsession. So, Craig you know, is obsessed, too. Aren't you, Craig? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm right with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's just how – it's just kind of how the, the spring rhythms go around here. You hope you get good weather for the baseball games. That's more of an event than it is a passion, you know, to go out and watch the team. But I think they were going to be decent – um, you know, the football team, it's just what we talk about around here. I don't know that Nebraska is going to be, you know, a uh, Big Ten champion in 2020. Um, I'm not even sure they'll make the Big Ten championship game. In fact, I would say I would bet against that. But, but you know, it's just what people do. Uh, they talk about the team. They worry about the team. They hope for the team, all those things. And we've had to do, you know, we've, we've been creative in the way that we've we've tried to look at it. Um, we've talked about the impact that the, the you know that it'll that'll have on the team. We've talked about recruiting, uh, which they haven't stopped doing. They've still been recruiting their tails off um, and trying to get out there and get commits, as of, as has every other Big Ten school. Um, so yeah, we've we've covered a lot of ground, and um, you know it's it's hard because I still think we're two, three, four weeks away from really knowing um, a reasonable timeline for college football. Um, I know there's been so much speculation in the last two weeks, um, and I understand that, but we're just not there yet. Um, I think the peak uh, has uh, not is two or three weeks away from the Midwest, and we'll know so much more in early May, mid-May, about whether or not this is the the curve is going to drag until you know August, or if it's going to really you know finish and peter out in in June and. 
Um, and then we'll be able to, you know, I think there'll be more of a game plan. I'll say this, that I think it would behoove them to actually start the season on time. I know there's been conversations about moving this thing to October. And, uh, you know, I think further you move it back, the more likely it is you're going to run into another season of uh, the virus. And so uh, it would, I think it behoove them to, to move everything up. Uh, as much as they can and try to start the season on time and, and get through the, you know, I mean, September is hot pretty much everywhere in the country and you can get most of your season in. Um, and then you can see what you can do about, uh, the postseason. But for now, it's just, just, just a wait and see period. Um, and, and I think that's tough on everybody. You've seen some coaches say some really stupid things in the last week. Like who? Dabo? Well, you think Dabo was... Oh, uh, uh, that was that. Like, Mike Gundy, his comments were not smart. What did what, the Oklahoma State coach say again? Well, Mike Gundy said that he wanted the players back by May 1st and said, you know, <laughs> the, the players aren't, yeah, the players aren't uh, going to die. And so if somebody gets sick, they'll just quarantine them, but they need to run money for the state of Oklahoma. I don't know what he was talking about, but... You know, Dabo's comments were, I don't know. I mean, he's just that way. I don't. I didn't view those as, as quite as poor as Gundy. But you've seen some coaches say some things that are off the wall weird. And then you've also seen, you know, some, some strong statements about, well, there's not going to be anything. Well, we don't know that yet. We just don't. We don't know that. Um, I think it's unfortunate. It sucks to wait, but we got to wait. And the only way we'll know and it, whether it's going to be safe or not is, is just to wait two, three, four more weeks and stay socially distant and do what we're supposed to do and, and then and then kind of look at it once the curve has gotten way flatter. Um, because even if we, you know, if we have to wait until mid-May before we make a decision about college football, well, guess what? College football is still four months away. Uh, so there's time. There's time. It just, uh, I think it's going to take a few more weeks for us to have some answers and hopefully people do what they're told to do over the next uh, month or so. Sam, what has been the biggest off-season news for Husker football? Or a subtraction? Well, you know, it's it's really interesting. I think most of the conversation in the off-season has been about the offense because when Scott Frost came back, he, he clearly led with, we're going to score points. Like, he's an offensive-minded guy. They're not afraid to win a game 42-35 if it means that they want it they want it um and so for this for this program to really hum the way that frost wants it that offense has got to be good i mean they're not built they're not built like um like iowa iowa is built to play to its defense they're going to possess the football if you know they're comfortable winning 20 to 17 um they expect to have close low scoring games Nebraska, on the other hand, they want to score and they want to they want to push the tempo, and they want to you know out outrun the, the the opponent. And in order to do that, you have to have an offense that can really really rev and go. And it just wasn't good enough uh, in 2019. Um, it wasn't efficient enough. They weren't very good throwing the football, uh, and so a lot of the conversation's been about that. They switched out offensive coordinators. Uh, Troy Walters is out. Um, and Matt Lubick, who's a close friend of, of Scott Frost and whose father is Sonny Lubick, who coached at Colorado State, is in. Um, I think, I think he's already streamlined the operation. I think he wants to get them to the point where they're excelling at certain aspects of the offense before they move on to 
you know, uh, some of the trickier stuff in it. And so I think they have a different philosophy and a different organization style that they were just beginning to implement when the coronavirus ended spring practice. I think the bigger question mark is honestly in the front seven on the defense, where I think they were um, they weren't great last year, but they lost some of their best players uh, to the you know they're going to go try to get drafted in the NFL. So um, I think there's some questions in that front seven on defense, and then the special teams was was a, a tire fire last year. They were terrible on special teams, and we kind of knew it all year, and they just really never made many adjustments to their schemes or their strategies. Um, they hired a special teams analyst in the off season. He's going to kind of coordinate the coaches, and then the coaches are going to go out and make the coaching decisions. But they never really got a chance to implement those strategies because they only got two practices in before the coronavirus really hit. So um, those are the two areas that I think are more concerned. I do think they're going to get better on offense, and I do think you're going to see um, them become a more efficient, explosive offense. At the same time, a couple quick ones left for Sam McEwen, our Husker Spring Fling down in Lincoln here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com. You know, is Nebraska at more of an advantage or a disadvantage for a, a team? Everybody's in the same boat, not getting to have these spring practices and who knows when they'll start fall practices. But are they a team built to to absorb uh, not having as much repetition as you'd like, and particularly at the quarterback position, where perhaps you can correct me if I'm wrong, they're gonna they want to sort some things out with uh, not just young Martinez, Adrian Martinez, but Vedral and Luke McCaffrey. Or was that really that heat of a battle, or would have been? Yeah, it's a disadvantage, John. Um, I think they wanted to work on some things this spring, not only at the quarterback position, but there's a whole bunch of players in that 2019 recruiting class who I think planned on making a push for playing time and, and moving up the depth chart. And Nebraska didn't get bowl game practices because they didn't qualify for a bowl. They didn't get bowl game practices in 2018 because they didn't qualify for a bowl. And so they're in a really tough spot. Um, there's there's programs out there that have gotten, you know, 30 to 40 more practices than Nebraska has in the last three years because they've had bowl games and Nebraska hasn't. Uh, so, you know, I think I think it does hurt. Uh, it's still a relatively young team. Most of the players on the team are Scott Frost recruits at this point. Um, and, uh, but they're really young and they're inexperienced. And I think Nebraska was looking forward to this spring practice really starting to change some things and develop those young players. And they're not able to do that. So I would say Nebraska is at a disadvantage right now. Um, one of the areas where I think they probably can withstand it is quarterback because Martinez has been a starter for two years, whereas Iowa's quarterback is brand new and he he's he's thrown 20 passes in his career Hmm. hey sam real quick i know the ncaa money is not being distributed as much as last year and who knows what enrollment's going to be like nebraska doesn't have its spring game i know nebraska is one of the rare self-supporting athletic programs in the country but how much of a financial pinch will the huskers be not just for football but all of their sports for the women and the men. Hey, and can I ask next year? And I, that's a great question, and I just want to ask to clarify: Do all these schools get their fifty million dollars a year TV money, even if we don't have games? I would not. I think that's still to be decided um, as to whether they would get the payout. But generally, they get that payout the following year. So, I think Nebraska is getting its payout from the Big Ten for the most recent year. That now, all right, or relatively close to now. Yeah. So, there's no. I I don't think that the. the the Fox and ESPN, ABC, and uh, would be paying out the money. No, 
okay. uh, if, if, if the season is canceled. But we don't know that for sure. They might negotiate a lower payment or whatever you want to say. Um, what I would say right now um, is that uh, Nebraska's athletic department is financially better positioned than almost any athletic department in America. Um, they have had so such great don- donors over the years, and the fans are so loyal that, generally speaking, Nebraska can can withstand a financial crunch better than almost every athletic department out there. Um, I, I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't describe Nebraska as overspending by too much, and I think they have a, a rainy day fund socked away in the NU Foundation uh, that that can pay them. You know that that can take care of them. Now, obviously, they'll have cut, they'll have they'll have to tighten their butt their belt too. Um, no one is going to be immune to that. But I do think that it's it's not as dire as some other places. The Pac-12 is the, probably the first place I would look. I think the Pac-12 athletic departments are going to be in a heap of trouble if they don't play football, um, because a lot of those departments are really big. They play a lot of sports, a lot of like polo, you know, water polo and. And and you know water sports yeah. that we don't play around here, right. and men's volleyball. Their their football yeah. programs don't make much money. Yeah, and I think I think the Pac-12 is going to take a really big hit if they don't play football. I think the Big Ten is the best positioned league to to withstand this. Whether it's Minnesota yeah. or Nebraska or Iowa, I think they can. I think they can weather the storm better. Yeah, Nebraska, the richest athletic department in the country, and yet 20 straight years of mediocre football and men's basketball. That could be a, a whole entire show or week of shows. Uh, but we'll end it there. Sam, it's always a pleasure. It's great to hear your voice. And uh, still, yeah. still reading your stuff. Keep knocking it out of the park. Take care, guys. Sam McEwen. Yeah, Omaha World Herald. Again, uh, $80 the average ticket for a Nebraska game-ish. $7.2 million a game because they can fill 90000 every Saturday. $50 million for the year if they don't have fans in the stands or if games just flat out don't happen. So we'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, we have to get to Stu Whitney. Worth tuning in. We'll ask him a sports memorabilia item he'd love to have and also kind of our weekly check-in on how he feels about how things are being handled with the virus here in South Dakota. Top of the hour, old guy trivia, round two, Craig versus a new opponent. This will be exciting here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, KWSN.com. Did you miss one of the awesome discussions or compelling interviews? Hear them back by going to KWSN.com. Click on podcasts. It's easy and available anytime. KWSN.com. Click on podcasts.